Hello again, everybody. This is the Adult Bible Study Companion for Mount Washington Missionary Baptist Church, located at 530 Delania Drive in beautiful Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40047. We have Bible study classes every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Every Wednesday night at 6.30, we invite you to come out if you can make it. When at last we left off, we were in the 19th chapter of Genesis, and the uh, angels had come in, and uh, they were inside Lot's house. And in the 11th verse, it said, They smote the men that were at the door of the house, with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. So that's where we left off. And at this point, we're going to find out what the recompense and judgment was for the city and also for Lot. Lot goes uh, pretty low. He just It's amazing how far he descends down the uh, level of influence and of pride and everything else. So kind of seedy story. We're going to finish it up here today. We're going to start in the 12th verse of the 19th chapter of Genesis. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. So Lot here was given an opportunity to go get his family and get him out. And remember what Abraham's prayer was? Uh, he had negotiated with God all the way down to 10 righteous people. And if you do the math here, that's exactly how many the angels offered to take out of the city. And we will see if they took him up on their offer. So in the 14th verse, and it says, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up! Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And we pause there in the 14th verse. And how little influence did Lot have now at this point? That's one of the sad parts about this whole story. Is he had no influence even amongst his own family at this point. His sons-in-law thought that he was joking with him. And uh, maybe he'd never spoken to them in this way before. Uh, whatever case, they just flat out didn't believe him. So starting in the 15th verse, it says, And when the morning arose, the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. So we're looking in there. If you knew God was going to destroy the city, you'd think you might be a, a little more urgent in packing and getting your affairs together. But it says in the morning, the angels had to hurry up Lot. Get a move on Lot. Don't you know what's going on? And eventually they got tired of Lot kind of wasting time and fiddling around. It said they just grabbed hold of his hand and his wife and his daughters and they left. And that was another example of God's mercy. Lot didn't want to go. He was not eager to go and the angel essentially, I won't say dragged him out of there, but they almost dragged him out of there. So starting the 17th verse and it says, and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, oh, not so my Lord, behold now, 
Thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee into, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. So in the 19th and 20th verses, Lot was refusing to go to the place that the Lord had prepared for him. He said, you're going to be safe up there in the mountain. How jaded now was Lot's perception of what was good and bad because he was afraid some evil was going to overtake him in the mountain when he just left a city full of evil that was getting ready to be destroyed. And he convinced, he tried to persuade the angels to let him stay here in a little city. Uh, Maybe God can overlook this one. Uh, I don't want to go all the way to the mountain. Just anything to hold on to the life that he was used to. The 24th, excuse me, 21st verse, it says, And he said unto him, this is the angels referring back uh, on behalf of God, And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. And so God's going to allow him. uh, He answers Lot's prayer. Again, his mercy. God prepares him this place in the mountain that's going to be safe. Lot refuses to go there, and God says, okay, you can stay in this city. One thing that I think it's fascinating to think about, what was Lot afraid of in the mountain? Who owned the mountain? Anybody remember? It was his uncle, Abraham. Abraham owned that mountain. Why didn't he just go home? But he refused to do, to do that. He refused to go where God had told him to go. And we'll see how he ends up. This is not as far as he can fall. The 24th verse says, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. So the Lord completely destroyed every remnant of anything that was in that city. Everything that grew, all the inhabitants, anything was on the ground, God completely destroyed it. And then we hear the famous story of Lot's wife turned to look back. And what's that symbolic of? It's symbolic of the fact that she desired more what was behind them than what was in, ahead of them. And uh, God was in front of them. Evil was behind, and she would uh, much rather have had the, the evil life that she was used to. And is can we find ourselves in that position sometime? It's difficult to go where God tells us to go sometimes, but that's where he has prepared for us. And that's all going to be good there if we would only do what he said. It's a lot better than what he's telling us to leave from. 27th verse, and Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Remember, he had had that conversation with God and the angels where he was doing the negotiation. The angels left and he was talking to God saying, if you'll find 50 righteous men, remember that conversation. So now he goes back to that place, 28th verse, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And so I'm thinking of, you know, the, the visuals we, we got when during the Iraq roar and all those times, it's just nothing but smoke and fire all over the place. And I think that's 
kind of what Abraham is seeing off in the distance. 30th verse, And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain. Now wait a second here. Lot was convinced that he couldn't make it to the mountain. And now he's in Zoar, and it says, And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And so why uh, why did he was he afraid now of Zoar and what was there? Something came upon him. Maybe uh, he had seen what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, you know what? I better get out of here too. And it was brought up an interesting point in, in Sunday school. Uh, when we discussed this, it said, um, Lot took it upon himself to go to the mountain now. If he'd have gone when God told him to go there, he might not have had to live in that that cave. But instead he went when he thought it was time to go. And uh, that might not have been prepared for him at that point. Um, God had said he could stay in Zoar. But again, he turns his back on God, leaves Zoar, now goes to the place he should have gone in the first place. But I think it's going to be a, a dry place up there for him now, spiritually. And we're going to see how far he can fall. And so now he's living in a cave. And think about how he came to Sodom and Gomorrah. He was very influential, a lot of property, a lot of wealth. And now it's just him and his two daughters. He's lost everything. His wife has been turned into a pillar of salt. And now he's living in a cave. And if that weren't bad enough, 31st verse. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in and to us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. So they must have got Lot really, really drunk. I mean, just imagine how drunk you'd have to be to do that. Okay, 34th verse. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that we may, we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger rose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. So a pretty disgusting uh, story there. How far, far do you have to fall uh, to end up in a cave having an incestuous relationship with your daughters. Um, pretty pretty disgusting, but it was also brought out in Sunday school class, why would the daughters even dream up something like this? Why in any way would they think that this was acceptable? And again, you'd have to place blame on Lot. He allowed his daughters to grow up in the environment of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is all they knew. And um, so the sins of the father passed down into uh, to the generations, and you'd have to lay this at his feet too. Uh, he had the opportunity to, to take his daughters out of there so they wouldn't be influenced like that, but this is really all they knew. And so what's the result of this? 37 and 38 as we wrap up the chapter. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger she also bare a son, 
and called his name Benami. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. And so as we will read further on throughout the scriptures, the Moabites and the Ammonites are nothing but trouble uh, from this, this point on. And so the effects of sin have long fingers and our failures go more than just with us. They go on for a long time. They have a, a lot of uh, ramifications and God hates sin. And uh, I don't think this was God's plan for Lot, but Lot um, ruined his influence. He had every opportunity in the world. And this is the last we hear of Lot. Um, uh, Peter calls him um, righteous. Righteous Lot, his soul was vexed because of the evil conversations that he heard every day. But he had ruined his influence so much that he couldn't save any of his son-in-laws. He didn't save his wife. His daughters were corrupted. And his future generations are uh, children of incest. So, uh, And they will forever be a thorn in the side of the Israelites. And so Lot goes from being wealthy and influential and this is the last we hear of him. So that is the full 19th chapter of Genesis. Uh, we again welcome you all out to come out and be with us every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, Wednesday evenings at 6.30, 5.30 Delania Drive, Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40047. Thank you much, and we will uh, be back with the 20th chapter in our next edition.